Due to the mature content of this program, listeners' discretion is advised. Thanks for tuning back into the Depth of Darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. We're your hosts, I'm Andy. And I'm retired Major Hugh Jess. Coming at you. In your face. <laughs> the aggressive in your face gets yeah. me every damn time. So <laughs> Changing it up. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> so, get us started off soft and then go deep. <laughs> Word. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We know you're all here for that smut. So, today we're going to be discussing something real fun and creepy, and it's going to be real-life hauntings. That's right, you heard it, real life. Real-life hauntings. It's exciting. And today we're going to be covering hauntings on actual movie sets, specifically horror movie sets. There is a few, if not only one, I'm not, I don't remember, but... uh, There might be one that's not a horror movie, but it was still haunted, so it's a good one. So the article we're going to be discussing today was taken from ScreenRant.com, and it's titled 17 Haunted Movie Sets That Will Chill You to Your Core. Yeah, it was written by Jessica Andrews, October 15th, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty then. (laughs) Horror movies can also be terrifying behind the scenes. Check out these movie sets that were haunted by evil and menacing spirits. Do you believe in ghosts, monsters, demons, or things that go bump in the night? Well, read on, and you just might be convinced. Hauntings tend to occur around traumatic events. After any horrendous tragedy, negative energy is spilled out into the air, causing the environment to imprint or preserve the event. Then these events are played over and over, just like a broken record or a horror movie. Yeah. Horror movies... (laughs) Expose all the negative energies of the past. They bring all the events of a tragedy together in one collective place, opening up the realm of the unknown. This portal attracts ghosts, demons, and otherworldly spirits that feed off the negative energy in the air. This balance of negative energy, good morning, is (laughs) why many actors and crew members of horror films constantly report strange paranormal activity during filming. While we have all seen the little paranormal events, lights flickering late at night or the television turning on by itself, these actors have experienced something far more menacing. They have reawakened the spirits of horrific tragedies and bad scripts and brought them back from the beyond. These spirits want their stories heard and will (laughs) do anything to make sure it happens. So get ready to be spooked, because here are 17 haunted movie sets that will chill you to the core. I just I just realized that the the bad scripts wasn't in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why, just, I'm, that's why I'm snickering. That was a little ad lib there. <laughs> All right. To start off the list, The Conjuring filmed in 2013. This one's not real surprising because just look at the movie. Just look at it. <laughs> it's creepy right. and it has to do with a haunting. So what better time for demons and spirits and menacing things of all sorts just to come out and play during the filming of such a film? So, The Conjuring is based on the true story of the Perrin family. The actual Perrin family came to visit the set of the film one day, and their connection to the spirit world was clearly evident. Dun-dun-dun. 
When they arrived, yeah, when they arrived, a gust of wind encircled the family. Although they were being blown, <laughs> a gust of ass wind. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's that at- that negative energy. I'm telling you. Do you, you smell cheese? <laughs> Do you smell popcorn? Nope, no, but I can taste it. <laughs> Gross. All right. Although they were being blown, but <laughs> can't take these lines seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just begging for sound effects. <laughs> Although they, <laughs> Although they were being blown away by the wind, the trees. <laughs> the <laughs> stop. <laughs> the trees nearby were seemingly unaffected. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Except for the dying leaves. <laughs> the quickly decomposing. Right. Um, where was I? <laughs> a few days later, the hotel that the cast and crew stayed at mysteriously caught fire. That one, I mean, that could be explained by certain things. In another incident, director James Wan, James Wan, we'll yeah. go with Wan, that sounds better. Yeah, Wan. <laughs> James Wan was working on set late at night and his dog started growling at an unseen intruder. He said, she would be just tracking whatever this thing is across my office, just looking at it, following it. She did this many, many nights in a row, and it just freaked me out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Vera Farminga. Farmiga? Vera Farmiga. Farmiga. Yep. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but I like her. She's a good actress. Vera Farmiga. <laughs> She's good. She's the one who plays Lorraine Warren, and she was also haunted throughout filming. One night, she opened her laptop to read her script, and there were three digital claw marks on her screen. <laughs> See, that could have been done by uh, a cast, you know, member. Somebody, what would those be called? A co- <laughs> co-cast? I don't know. I don't know what they're called. A peer? Somebody just cast playing a members. prank on her. Yeah, because she, she is in a lot of the horror movie genre movies, so... I mean, yeah, that's like the girl from Meet Joe Black, right? That's her, I think. Meet Joe Black. Oh, I don't know. The one is that is that the one with Brad Pitt when he was younger? Yes, I, I think that's know. her. But I know, I know she was in. Uh, oh, that movie with uh, Jack Nicholson and. She's uh, in. Uh, she's in all the Conjuring movies, and she she always plays Lorraine Warren. But she's in that. TV show series on Netflix about uh, Psycho. What is it called? What the heck is that character's name? <laughs> she plays the mom. <laughs> you, you we know don't the, know who the hell she is, people. <laughs> we know who she is. I know her face. Yeah. But no, the show... Uh, what the heck is that show the called? The Departed. That's the movie. She was in that. Oh, in The Departed? Yeah, okay. she played... Oh, it was, she played the lead, the lead female role in that movie, and she was like the girlfriend of uh, Matt Damon, and mm. yeah. All right, going back to this. She right. also reported that on the day she finished filming, she discovered three claw marks across her thigh. <coughs> maybe it was a demon, maybe it wasn't, who knows. Yeah, uh, maybe it was a pervert. Vigorous activities, yeah. Farmiga wasn't alone, though. Joey King, another actress, also had mysterious and unexplained bruising all over her body i don't know who joey king is but we'll carry on so basically some of the cast members on the conjuring had unexplainable bruising and markings on their bodies and apparently the director guy the dog was going ape shit over something in his office so could have just been something innocent like a spider who knows Hmm. but anyway number 16 the amityville horror 
parentheses, 1979 and 2005. Ooh, it came back for both. Yeah. That's made interesting. Made its presence known. The mm-hmm. set of the Amityville Horror was cursed before the crew even started filming. Four weeks before the startup production, the body of a dead fisherman washed up on the shore of the set and forever cursed the crew. Ryan Gross. Reynolds, who played George Lutz in the remake, claimed to have been inexplicably awakened at 3.15 every morning, just like his character in the movie. This hmm. specific time is said to be the estimated time when the actual DeFeo killings occurred. The actor who played George Lutz in the original 1979 movie also claimed to be haunted by spirits. He was initially hesitant to play Lutz until he started <laughs> reading a copy of Anson's novel at 2 in the morning. By the way, that actor in the original, mm-hmm. uh, that was a guy named James Brolin, by the way. Pretty famous mm. guy. While flipping through the pages, he got to what he called an especially tense part of the book, and a pair of pants in his apartment suddenly fell to the floor. From then on, Mm. he knew there was more to the story than he originally thought. Yeah, trying to play with his pants. Yeah. (laughs) What's with all these things we talk about, about things trying to get in people's pants? The hell? Yeah, pants being animated by themselves and... Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. All right, the next one, Annabelle 2014. And I'll be the first to say it. I'm kind of sick of seeing this doll's face. It's not even the real damn doll. (laughs) It doesn't look anything (laughs) like the actual doll, and it kind of pisses me off. But, okay, rant aside, this was filmed in 2014. According to director John R. Leonetti, there were at least two separate paranormal events that took place on the set of Annabelle. He told The Hollywood Reporter, quote, start of quote, The first was when we were prepping. We went into the apartment where we were shooting and in the transient window about what? And in the transient window about the living room window. What does that mean? I think that should be (laughs) transom window. Okay. It was a full moon and there were three fingers drawn through the dust along the window and our demon has three fingers and three talons. Dun-dun-dun. The markings were being backlit by the moon. I have a picture. It was sick. <laughs> totally baller. <laughs> the second incident, according to him, was quote-unquote much worse. On the first day that they shot the demon in full makeup, they brought it into the green room. The actor playing the janitor of the building was following a giant light fixture in the scene, in the scene they were filming, when all of a sudden the light fixture fell on his head. According to producer Pete, was that a thumping sound? <laughs> it's the sound effects. Oh, you're like bam! <laughs> yeah. According to producer Peter Safran, it Safran, Peter Safran. I'm great so, with names. You all know this. Yeah. It was freaky because, quote unquote, in the script, the demon kills the janitor in the hallway. Unquote. These hauntings may have occurred because the original Annabelle doll is still around. It sits on display at the Warren's Occult Museum, where it is constantly exercised. And it's a, it's a Raggedy Ann, the real one. It's not very creepy looking. I mean, I would love to see it one day. I'm going to voyage there one day and see it. That's mm. on my bucket list. That and Robert the Doll. Well, these, they got to complement these pictures that they're including with the article. They're very... Uh, it's from the movies. Yeah. Yeah. And they're uh, this next one. looking. This next movie really scared the crap out of me. There's certain scenes in it that just really bother me. She did a great job, though. Okay, take it away. (laughs) Number 14, Exorcism of Emily Rose. 
2005. A couple of members from the cast of The Exorcism of Emily Rose claim to have been visited by dark forces while filming the movie. Jennifer Carpenter, the actress that played Emily Rose, said that a couple of times while she was going to sleep during filming, the radio would come on by itself. One time, she said it was extremely loud and played the Pearl Jam song, Alive. However, it only played cool. the single lyric that said, I'm still alive. Much like Carpenter, cool. <laughs> Laura Linney, who played Aaron Bruner, also reported issues with electricity. However, it was her TV set that was randomly turning on at night. If you've ever watched any horror film, you know that it's always a bad sign when the electric appliances start acting up. Apparently, the spirit of Annalise Michelle wanted to make sure the cast knew she was watching them. Yeah, the one scene from that movie, I mean, there's t- there's two in particular that really, ugh, they, they creep me out like none other, is the part where her, have you seen the movie, Hugh? Um, a long time ago. long time ago? Well, same, but these movies are like imprinted in my brain. I think I saw it when I was in high school. I was in high school when it came out. Yeah. Um, I graduated shortly after. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, Just everybody. Just take a guess. Yeah. Um, but the scene where her boyfriend comes over with her to uh, the, her dorm or wherever she's staying and stays the night because she's freaking out about, you know, the scratching sounds, I believe, inside of the diner that night. So he goes home with her, stays with her. He wakes up and he, he doesn't see her in bed. So he starts looking around and he sees her on the floor all contorted and like. She's just like staring at him in a really creepy way. And he goes up and tries to wake her. And then she like opens her mouth real wide and screams at him. Ugh. (laughs) That one. That's the first one. And the second one is where I think it's closer towards the beginning part of the movie where she first becomes possessed. And she's in class. And she looks over at one of her her, uh, students in the class. And his face just morphs into this demon like just... A really creepy looking demon face and I remember seeing that and I had to go to school I think I saw it on a Sunday and I had to go back to school on that next day obviously Monday and I was freaking out looking at all the kids in my class worried their faces weren't going to go into a demonic phase <laughs> it's so creepy so yeah my little uh, tidbit there want to throw that there in there you go is it my turn now my turn you bet okay number 13 out of 17 behind the candelabra filmed in 2013 i've never seen this movie it's not a horror movie apparently but no it's about liberace and his boyfriend liberace was a famous uh piano playing entertainer Mm -hmm. Uh, very effeminate and basically denied being gay for as long as flamboyant he was flamboyant there's no question about it (laughs) exquisite all right so behind the candelabra Although Behind the Candelabra isn't a horror movie, the stars of the film believed the spirit of the pianist, Liberace, haunted the set. Multiple times after finishing a scene, Matt Damon and Michael Douglas would turn to each other and say, Did you see that? According to the actors, they constantly felt a cold, damp air that reeked of a potent men's cologne. (laughs) Man, that stinks! One time, Douglas was filming a scene where he was playing a piano, and he actually felt someone caress his shoulder. He quickly turned around to see who it was, but was shocked to see absolutely no one around. Mm. Yeah, the ghost was getting a little touchy-feely with him. It's like, a little frisky. There. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> I like the way you play that piano. You play it real good. The yeah. two actors... <laughs> the two actors also reported that prop lights would flicker uncontrollably and a piece of equipment that was carefully secured came crashing down on one occasion. 
That's creepy. Yeah. I mean, these can all be kind of explained, except for the caressing when nobody's there. It's hard to believe Liberace would be kind of a a bad ghost. You know what I mean? Because he was. I don't think he a, would be a bad. Ghost. He seemed he like a nice guy. Noticed. You know, he seemed like a nice guy. He's. Oh yeah, he probably was. Real eccentric and stuff, but he didn't seem like he'd bother anybody. But yeah, no. I guess you know, well, maybe you get ticked be... off when you get to the afterlife. Who knows? Not just that. I mean, being eccentric in life, maybe he's still eccentric in death, and he wants to, he wants people to know he's there. Yeah. Well, number twelve, the Wizard of Oz. Parentheses, 1939. The Wizard of Oz is one of the most famous movies of all time. How did you know? However, <laughs> do you know that it's also famous for being one of the most cursed movie sets? Clouded in darkness, the set of The Wizard of Oz saw many tragedies. Buddy Ebsen, the man who was originally cast to play the Tin Man, was almost killed by an allergic reaction to the aluminum powder used to make his skin silver. The allergic reaction left him in the hospital, unable to fulfill his role as the Tin Man. Margaret (laughs) Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch of the West, burst into flames on set when the pyrotechnics that helped portray her teleportation teleportation, (laughs) spell misfired. She returned to the set after recovering from her burns in the hospital. Hmm. Yeah, I'd never heard that before. Dang. There were many other incidents. Is that the part where they threw the water on her? I don't know, but I I know, obviously, the part where she's like, I'm melting. Maybe she actually was burning. Yeah, maybe they (laughs) recorded the audio from that. Yeah. I don't know. Morbid. There were many other incidents, including the the fall of a flying monkey. However, what was most interesting happened after the release of the movie. The curse followed the actors and many cast members died tragic deaths. Clara <laughs> Blandick, M, and Judy Garland, Dorothy, committed suicide. And Frank Morgan, the wizard, died of a heart attack in his sleep the day before filming Annie Get Your Gun was to start. That's Frank unfortunate. Mor- Frank Morgan was pretty old. so Yeah, so his could have just been... Uh... Yeah. Old age. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, and, just saying. you know, acting and, you know, people who are in the, the limelight and celebrities, there's a mass amount of stress put on them. I mean, people think, oh, they make so much money for doing such a little work. It's really not that little work. If you're in the performing business, you're constantly being critiqued and judged and you're worked very hard you have to memorize every single line you have to do the perfect performance and i think people forget that how much stress how much stress it puts on people so i think the suicides of auntie m and dorothy might have actually been just how much stress they were going through i mean nobody knows and didn't the didn't judy garland wasn't she was she on drugs was she one of them that was addicted to some sort of drug yeah i know she had the alcohol thing going on alcohol i'm not really sure about the drug part but uh it wouldn't surprise me because back then a lot of people in hollywood you know basically she might have been doing cocaine you know to get up up and going you know because back in the day there were you can even look back at some vintage (laughs) vintage advertisements that try cocaine it'll give you tons of energy so i mean come and get a cold bottle of (laughs) coca-cola enhanced with cocaine Yes. All right. Number 11, The Innkeepers. I've never seen this movie, but it looks intriguing. And this was mm-hmm. filmed in 2000, or filmed, I should say, it was released in 2011. The idea for The Innkeepers came from the director's own experiences. While filming The House of the Devil, side note, that's a good movie. I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. Ty West, 
Ty West, I think is the guy's name. And the rest of the crew stayed at a hotel called Yankee Peddler Inn. That sounds cool. Although the film was a horror movie, West said the creepiest events happened back at the hotel. West says he saw doors closed by themselves, TVs turn on and off, and lights burned out constantly. He even said that everyone on the crew had extremely vivid dreams each night. So, he decided to revisit the the hole. (laughs) The hell hole. The hell hotel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is a tongue twister for me. So, he decided to revisit the hotel to film the innkeepers. Cool. A haunted hotel. That's not surprising. The first day, he walked back into the hotel. The vivid dream started again. And the cast started seeing weird and creepy phenomenon. Westy... Yeah. West even said that Sarah Paxton woke up in the middle of the night multiple times thinking someone else was in the room with her. Some some creeper just watching her as she slept. It's likely. Who knows? Probably two-way glass and stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Number 10. Rosemary's Baby. That was 1968, people. It's an older one. It's a good one, though. The producer of Rosemary's Baby, William Castle, once said, The story of Rosemary's Baby was happening in real life. Witches, all of them, were casting their spell, and I was becoming one of their principal players. The film is a Roman Polanski movie about a pregnant woman who believes that an evil cult wants to take her baby for a ritual, and what mm. happened off-screen was eerily similar. That's a year after the movie yeah. was released... Polanski's wife was murdered in a ritualistic mass murder by Charles Manson's cult. The Mm -hmm. Manson family nicknamed their murders Helter Skelter after a Beatles song. However, what's more eerie is that John Lennon was murdered outside of a hotel, the same hotel that was used as the apartment building in Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, I never put that together before, but that's true. That's exactly Mm -hmm. right. A year after the release of the movie, the movie's composer died of a brain clot in the same manner that a character in the film died. Then, William Castle started receiving many death threats that said he unleashed... Unleashed. I think they mean unleashed. Unleashed, yeah. Unleashed evil by making his movie. Shortly after, he had to have surgery for a urinary blockage and during his operation randomly shouted... Rosemary, for God's sake, drop the knife. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Number nine, The Possession. This was 2012. In The Possession, a young girl obtains a box that holds an evil spirit. According to Jeffrey Dean Morgan, an actor in the movie, and this is his quote, I'm very skeptical because I need proof to base things off. But not only would I not want the box around and to tempt fate, but there were enough weird things going on around our set that I've never seen happen on set before. End quote. It's kind of a weird uh, quote there. Yeah. (laughs) During the middle of filming... He talks disjointed. Yeah, it's a little strange. That's why I was having trouble reading it. (laughs) During the middle of filming key scenes, Morgan said strange things would happen. The lights exploded multiple times, and even though they were on soundstage with no open doors or fans, they would randomly get hit with cold bursts of air. (laughs) Cold, stinky air. Cold, stinky (laughs) butt air. (laughs) I was waiting for it. A couple of days after filming, they put all their props in storage in case they needed to do any retakes. However, 
the building that held the props was burned to the ground. Investigators inspected the fire and concluded that there was no sign of arson or electrical fires. It was simply unexplainable. One thing that burst in flames during the fire was the imitation box that allegedly held the spirit. Hmm. So it did burst into flames. Right. That would have been creepy if that was the only thing in the building that didn't get burned. Like, it was just preserved perfectly. You know, that would be creepier, I think, in my opinion. But whatever. (laughs) I guess they're saying the spirit combusted and it lit the whole place on fire. I think that's what they were getting at. You bet. Hinting at. (laughs) Number eight. Introducing Dorothy Dandridge. Parentheses, 1999. Mm -hmm. Halle Berry portrays Dorothy Dandridge in the television movie Introducing Dorothy Dandridge. However, she may have received some help with the role from Beyond the Grave. Barry told Ebony Magazine that she believed she was visited by the ghost of Dorothy Dandridge herself. According to Barry, there were strange incidents that occurred in her dressing room, and she believes it was related to a white dress she wore that had once belonged to Dorothy Dandridge. After filming, she brought the dress home, and the strange things followed her to her home. Barry's housekeeper said she heard the vanity chair moving by itself and the fridge door would fly open on its own. One night, Barry even heard the peculiar sound of water boiling and saw a baby doll's dress floating in midair in front of Dandridge's actual dress. She immediately (laughs) curled into a ball and realized that, even though she desperately wanted to keep the dress, it had to go. Yeah. Creepy. All right, number seven. And these are counting down, so kind of confusing. But yeah, we're counting from 17 all the way down to number one. You bet. Disclosure. There we go. Number seven, The Ghost of Goodnight Lane, 2012. Never heard of this movie? I don't really know if I want to see it, to be honest with you. Mm. (laughs) Honest opinion. The Ghost of Goodnight Lane was based on director Alan Bajan's Texas production company known as Media World Studios. According... According to the director, gosh, there's errors in this article if people haven't noticed. Yeah, if you haven't a noticed. There's problems here going on. Yeah. Quote, we've known for a long time we had a ghost here on the studio. Over the years, we kept a running log, kind of a diary, to document incidents as they occurred. End quote. Five deaths have occurred at the studio, and apparently some of those spirits still linger. Staff and visitors of the studio reported seeing visions of an unknown male on set. Others have reported heavy equipment being moved all on their own, and one person even claimed to have been slapped by an invisible entity. See, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> nice clap there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I'd feel about being slapped across the face by a, something unseen. Yeah, people just think I'm slapping myself. In 2010... Okay, thank you, <laughs> In Stop 2010... Stop me! Stop hitting yourself. In 2010, paranormal investigators visited the studio and confirmed through several tests and EVP recordings that the site was indeed haunted. This is what inspired Bijan to create The Ghost of Goodnight Lane. He used the same haunted set to film the movie, and once again, the crew reported seeing flickering lights and fixtures falling from the ceiling. Billy Zane even heard voices calling his name. Billy Zane. Billy! Billy Zane's insane. Yeah. Number six. Ghost. Parentheses, 1990. This is a good movie. Romantic fantasy thriller Ghost was very light on the paranormal activity. However, the set that it was filmed at was significantly more haunting. 
The film was shot on Paramount Stage 19, which has been given the nickname Paranormal Paramount because of its notorious hauntings. (laughs) Security guards working the set at night have stopped suspicious men who simply smile at them and walk straight through the wall. Others have reported invisible hands brushing their hair back, brushing their back, and the lights (laughs) turning off at inopportune moments. What's with these ghosts just fondling people? They just yeah, like, caress them gently and. Ugh. Yeah, it's like the. No, I won't even go there. I was going to yeah. name names and I'm not going to do it. Okay, One of down. the most famous stories <laughs> is that of Heather O'Rourke. She was a child actress that played the little girl in the, the Poltergeist and Heather Fister in Happy Days, which was also mm-hmm. shot on stage 19. O'Rourke mysteriously died at the age of 12 and is said to still linger around the set. She liked Mm. playing on the catwalk above the set, and to this day, visitors can still hear her running and laughing up there. Some have even seen her playing on the stage, and if you approach her, she simply runs away. Yeah, she was a famous kid. Yeah, they're here. Yeah, that's her. (laughs) That one. She's like entombed. Just around the corner from Marilyn Monroe. Oh, okay. That's an interesting tidbit. Yeah. All right. Number five, Ghost Whisperer. This is a TV show. And this was from 2005 to 2010. Starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt starred in Ghost Whisperer as a woman who could see and communicate with the dead. Apparently, this intrigued the spirits and many came to visit her on set. Hewitt and other cast members reported many paranormal instances during the life of the show. Lights would move several inches or burst into a million pieces. Things would whirl out of control, and set props would move or go missing. One day, Hewitt and seven crew members all reported being touched by an unseen entity. See, there I go again with the caressing. What the hell's wrong with these spirits? Stop being pervs! (laughs) Cop and feels! Yeah, they're trying. Hewitt felt something tug on her dress, and others felt something tug their sweater or jeans. Hewitt even said they captured some of these ghosts appeared in film footage. They would see people in the shots that weren't actually there, and in one event, the cast noticed something odd going on behind Hewitt while she was acting. It looked as though something over her shoulder was moving. When she turned around, she reportedly saw a shadow. The crew checked the film footage, and there was a ghostly figure standing right behind her. Remember, like, about- look around you when you read something like that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just did. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I did, too. <laughs> Rumors no. about the... Yeah, what's there? Rumors about the paranormal activities spread, causing many guest stars to turn down roles on the show. Mm. Yeah, cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, number four, The Exorcist, <laughs> 1973. And there is, like, the creepiest picture of Linda Blair here. Yeah, okay. the most famous picture of her, too. Yeah. The demon yeah. the demon face. Got the glowing greenish eyes and the <laughs> you know, scarred up face and very yeah. creepy. I wouldn't even want to take that picture, much less look at it for very long. Not um, looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> the set of the Exorcist was said to be haunted by an actual demon. Shooting had to be delayed because the entire set used for the McNeil home caught on fire and burned down. However, hmm. the one room that remained untouched was Reagan's demonic bedroom. The fire was said to be caused by a pigeon that got through to a circuit box, but director William Friedkin called it a winged creature with talons, much like a demon. During (laughs) filming, the actress who played Reagan's mother was injured when her harness broke and and the possessed Reagan threw her to the ground. 
Hmm. No. Terrifying. <laughs> the take was used in the film, so her scream in the movie is actually genuine. Ugh. I need to go back Nine... and watch it now, just to get a <laughs> feel for it. <laughs> yeah. Nine cast and crew deaths are associated with the film, including a crew member and a technician who died during production, and two actors who died before the release of the film. Even after the movie was released, reports of strange incidents continued. During the film's Rome premiere, lightning struck a 400-year-old cross on top of a nearby church. That's mm. pretty That's pretty weird. Spooky. Yeah. Okay, number three. <laughs> We're getting down to the end here, people. Anticipation. What's that sound? I don't know. Oh, I heard a clicking. Ooh, ooh. Maybe we're, it's a haunted episode because we're talking about hauntings. <laughs> I just hear click, 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 click. I wonder if the recording will pick up on that. If it does, Did I'll we mention that the there. the mother, the mother in The Exorcist was Ellen Burstyn. Did I? I don't know I if it said her name. Yeah, that's her. By the way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, going back to the ring, we've already talked about this movie in a horror movie night episode. I love this movie. It's a good one. It's creepy. It's a good, good and this was from 2002. It's an old movie. Dang. It's creepy to think that I saw this in the theater, and it feels like it was just yesterday. <laughs> and it was like two decades ago, basically. Yep. Okay. The Ring features the story of Samara, a young girl with supernatural abilities. She was thrown down a well and returns to haunt the living world whenever they watch a cursed videotape. After someone watched the video, Samara would come out of her welled grave and take the soul of the viewer seven days later. Yeah, that's where she goes, seven days. Yeah. And then she comes out of the TV and gobbles you up. Yeah. However, she not only haunted the characters in the film, but also came out of her well to haunt the cast members in real life. <laughs> this, I, I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> it, this is not a real story, so I don't know. After filming one scene, the cast noticed that there were a ghost... There was a ghostly apparition in the corner of the screen. They still use the take in the movie, and no one has been able to explain what it is. Some people suggest that it could be the ghost of Samara coming to claim more victims. After all, she is known to travel through film. Mm. Ah, yeah, but this wasn't a true story. It was completely no. made up. It's a good yeah. story. <laughs> so, what are you people talking about? This Number one, this two. one, don't buy. Sorry. Yeah. Number two, the Poltergeist trilogy. Okay. When was this filmed? I don't know. It doesn't say. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> originally, it, it was uh, the Poltergeist was made in the 80s. That's all I can tell you for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Steven Spielberg decided to use real-life skeletons during the muddy pool scene in the first Poltergeist movie because they were cheaper than plastic skeletons. Oh, that's nice. What a However, the use of those <laughs> skeletons came at a price. Spielberg paid with the lives of his cast and crew. Months after the release of the first film, Dominique Dunn, who played Dana, was murdered by her abusive ex-boyfriend. When it mm. came time to film the second movie, many of the actresses experienced strange phenomenon throughout production, and there was even an exorcism performed on set to rid it of any malevolent spirits. However, Will Sampson, the man who performed the exorcism, died three years later. Hmm. Julian Beck, or Kane in the movie, died of stomach cancer months before the second film was released, and Heather O'Rourke, the famous little girl who shouts, They're here! Died of cardiac <laughs> arrest at the age of 12, months before the release of Poltergeist 3. 
Another cast member, Richard Lawson, barely escaped death when his plane crashed in 1992. And Lou Perryman, an actor in the original movie, was murdered in 2009 when an ex-convict killed him with an axe. Ugh. Nice. That's nice gotta be one of the go. worst ways to die. Yeah, by yeah, an axe. Yeah, we, we forgot to mention the good old axe murdering. That's uh, gotta be a bad one. Ugh, cleaving. Yeah. We'll, we'll just All say right. death by cleaving. Cleaving, um, yeah, to the face. But yeah, Heather O'Rourke, her death is... Uh, there's a point of contention in exactly how she died, so we'll just mm-hmm. leave it at that. Yeah, let it be. Yeah. We're on to number one, everybody. Are you ready for it? All right, number one, The Omen, 1976. <laughs> the set of The Omen was cursed by an evil being that followed the cast and crew. Animals on the set reacted to this evil spirit in multiple times. Dogs used in the film went wild and attacked their trainers. The baboon scene in the movie also took place at a safari park, and an animal handler was eaten alive the day after the crew finished filming their scene. Ugh, that's horrific. On multiple occasions, a faulty camera used the film shots revealed that the devil was nearby by flashing the message, Error 666. However, Error 666 does not exist as a message number. A stuntman was also injured on set after reportedly being pushed by an unknown force, and multiple crew members were... That's unfortunate. (laughs) An unknown force of stinky destination. (laughs) Yeah, that raked out of his butt. And multiple crew members were struck by lightning on two separate planes. However, the creepiest accident occurred on Friday the 13th. Neat. John Richardson, the set designer responsible for the infamous decapitation scene, was involved in a head-on crash with his assistant. The assistant was sliced in half just like how Richardson created the decapitation scene. However, what makes the event even more haunting is that a road sign near the accident read the town of Amen, O-M-M-E-N, was 66.6 kilometers away. That is kind of creepy. Do you know of any other spooky tales from behind the scenes? Let us know in the comments. End of article. (laughs) That was fun. Exhale. Well, that was weird, but there were some damn good movies uh, covered in this. Yeah, those are all good ones. Highly. Yeah, The the Ring, The Omen, uh, Amityville Horror, The Exorcist. They're all good. Rosemary's Baby. This is. (laughs) Just lots of good ones in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suggest you watch every one of them. Yes. We might discuss them in future horror movie nights. Yeah. Might. <laughs> well, we have but, talked about The Exorcist. So. Yeah. So. Doing that but, particular review. For sure. That's that's a classic. So we'll definitely have to touch on that at some point in time. So. But yeah, that about does it for this episode, everybody. One thing I wanted to mention please at your leisure go leave us some reviews <laughs> you're bad if, if you go to google podcast or apple podcast you should be able to leave us a review and as we always mention preferably five stars if you really like our content <laughs> um it's it's always appreciated just to get the word out you know we want to provide you guys good content and with all the reviews that we get we'll eventually be able to do a giveaway and that's the other thing go check in the description box give our merch site a little click take a gander we got new uh new designs coming shortly so it's it's fun stuff we've got two actually no we've got three cool designs we've got the uh bleeding headset icon we've got the demon heart and then we have also got some uh 
some artwork that one of our followers on Instagram did for us. So definitely go check those out. Awesome. And anything that you buy on there helps support our podcast and you get some cool merch. So it's a win-win. So anyways, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>